Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite college baseball podcast, Believe in College Baseball. I am Alan Styles, of course, with Orlando Razo. If you're listening to us, you're probably listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, or Luminary. While you're there, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't, don't give us five stars, but at least... Let us know why. Orlando, how are you? What are you excited for? What's on the schedule for today's show? I'm very excited. Um, I'm, I'm always very excited. Yeah, it's pretty, like I said, it, it's tough to break this guy's spirits. But I'm even more excited because we have not one, but two special guests. These guys, both of them I'd consider friend. I, I'm probably better friends with one of them, so don't take that the wrong way, Trent. But these guys are special. When you think of sibling college athletics or any athletic royalty, you think the Gasols, you think the Plumleys, you think the Upton brothers, you think Peyton and Eli, you think Serena and Venus Williams, and you think the Denholm brothers. So these two are in that elite company. One of them from UC Irvine, a pitcher, expected to hear his name uh, next month. And the other, the starting catcher at UC Davis, also the host of the Behind the Seams podcast, Logan Denholm. Boys, thanks uh, thanks so much for coming on and taking the time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us on. I'm looking forward to it. Just electric <laughs> charisma oozing from both of you guys. <laughs> they can't, everyone can't just be excited all the time like you orlando which was a, a kind of a wild thing to say You're, i'm just excited all the time i, I know i know <laughs> I, I, really kind of i mean the excitement got to me but i yeah. am excited all the time there are some that i'm not excited for uh like the dentist i can make a whole list but um you know let's just get into the interview you know these guys are taking time out of their days we we're aware that logan has a midterm tomorrow so still still a student athlete still a student yeah. athlete hey this is why we play I think that's NBA, but you know, you get it. No, what's that one commercial where it's um, all the kids and they say this ridiculous number and just about all of these student athletes will go pro in some. Oh yeah, just uh, Enterprise, (laughs) Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And when you're growing up like me, like everyone's like, that's not gonna be me. And here I am, you know? So, hey, I guess it was a good enough commercial. All right, let's get right into it, Um, guys. Both of you basically finishing up your careers in college um, and both trying to head into the professional baseball landscape. And what a year to do it with everything going on, the pandemic. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about 
I guess the struggles. Um, I know Trent, you were drafted in high school, so you've been through the process before. A, you're more mature and supposed to be a much higher pick, and B, there wasn't a pandemic the last time. So what has been going on? Uh, what, what are the differences? What have you guys been doing to kind of stay sharp? Just give us a lay of the land on your day-to-day -day right now. Yeah, personally, uh, so I've been home for probably about two months now. Uh, the season got canceled, but since I've been home, I've just been, for the most part, just working out and throwing, staying in shape, uh, kind of doing what I can. One of my buddies has kind of like a home gym set up, so I've been doing some work there, but other than that, I mean, try to find some things to keep you busy. I try to go to the golf range uh, or fish or do what I can, but mostly just working out, trying to stay in shape. So, yeah. And then, I mean, for me, it's just school, uh, just trying to graduate, put it away at this point. It's been a little struggle academically, but we're getting there. We're almost done. One class to go. Uh, same thing as Trent, though, just getting out trying to stay in baseball shape as much as we can we got a home gym in our backyard which has been huge for us uh it's gotten way more use than it saw the first two years here uh, and then our backyard has just been huge for us it's littered with activities i mean we got our beer diet table we got a pool slack line uh we got a pitching machine that we shoot local balls out of and have a little home run derby we got a little two dollar five dollar buy-in make a little money on the side wow good time Somebody watched the MJ doc. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Last dance, baby. Oh, we got that quarters game rolling too, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really interesting you brought that up. because uh, that was actually, you know, my next question about, you know, I've seen so much on Twitter. You know, I saw UCSB uh highlighted the fact their guys, you know, built the their own home gym. This pandemic has really forced us to to get creative in any way we possibly can so yeah that's what i was gonna ask like in and you i guess kind of stole my thunder with the question so maybe trent can answer but in what ways has this forced you to to work out your brain and get creative with something like you said you know home gyms being able to make up your own exercises any way to stay sharp that you possibly can what are some innovative ways that you've you've um, been able to improve yeah, I think, I mean, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, the home gym that I'm working at is pretty nice. It has most of the things I need, but uh, at the same time, you know, there's still things you're missing. So I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm working out with a few baseball buddies as well. So it's kind of do what we can, uh, try to create whatever we can to fill the holes, fill the gaps. But uh, I've been pretty fortunate, I would say. So. I agree. You got to get those holes filled. Now, Logan, you said that you're, I guess, your pitching machine in your back backyard. How how big is this thing? Like, I mean, I lived. Are you in the same house? No, we're on Anderson now, so we're in a different okay. house. Yeah. How big is your backyard? Like, are you guys just? I know it's wiffle ball, but like, have you ever thought about just taking full on daddy oh, hacks? We destroy some. We destroy some homes for sure. Mostly ours, but uh... <laughs> mostly ours. <laughs> can't do that we can hit balls in the neighbor's yard and they wouldn't know it was us but i'm sure they'd catch on eventually break a few windows here or there but yeah it's just a little mini hack attack it's nice it's our backyard's huge so it really doesn't take up that much space logan shout out to you as well assuming you pass this next class congrats <laughs> on graduating you know um everybody's going around with the congrats to the 2020 class not really being able 
to, to walk and things like that. So just a shout out to that whole class and shout out to you for finishing it up. Good job, my guy. Appreciate it. It's definitely been a little bit of a struggle with online classes, lectures just being pre-recorded, having to hold yourself accountable. But I mean, fortunate to have my roommates here to, like I said, utilize the backyard and kind of keep me on top of my school and yeah. things like that. So appreciate definitely. it. Um, what do you guys think has been, I guess, the biggest challenge? I mean, I guess how, how I'm thinking of it is there's going to be a draft, right? And then when you think about the draft, we've had other minor leaguers on the show that they don't even know when they're playing. Whenever we see anything on the news, you know, it's about Major League Baseball, the majors. So they're saying they don't know when they're going to go back. Um, so obviously minor leagues don't know when they're going to go back. How does it feel to kind of be waiting? Because typically you get drafted and then you hop right into rookie ball. You might get drafted and you're just right back to doing what you're doing now. You know, I, I find it pretty interesting. You're just like, okay, well, we'll see what we see. How, how has that been versus, you know, I know growing up when you see everybody get drafted during the College War Series and you see the process of, okay, now they're going to go to rookie ball. How has it been? Uh, and I guess who have you talked to in other situations to be like, all right, I guess this could happen or that could happen. What are the options kind of being thrown around? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's crazy time. I think it's just all about being prepared mm -hmm. for when the time does come. Uh, as a team, we had a, a Zoom call yesterday and we had a, a guest, uh, Skip Schumacher. Um, and he was he's now the I don't know if he's the bench coach for the Padres, um, but he was he was kind of saying how he's telling their players, like, do whatever you can, because when they tell us that it's time to go, you're going to have two weeks until you're you're in the show again, playing games every day. So it's kind of that mindset of always staying prepared because you never really know when it's going to happen. It could be a few weeks. It could be a few months. And I think that was cool to hear from that perspective too, of the major league perspective that it's kind of, they're going through the same thing we are. Um, so yeah. just stay prepared. Don't gotta, yeah. Don't gotta get ready. If you stay ready. That's what a uh, buddy always told me. There you go. Logan, what do you got? Uh, I mean, yeah, for me, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to work out with a few of my buddies who are in pro, some pro organizations, and they've kind of what you were saying, Alan, just have no clue what's coming. I ask them, like, almost every week when I see them, like, you guys heard anything new? You guys heard anything new? And it's just not really. But kind of seeing them and they're just staying ready, like Trent said. You, when they get the call, they got to be ready in a few weeks. So it's just same thing. Hopefully once the draft rolls around and – some people start getting signed as free agents and things like that. Hopefully I'm one of those people. Uh, you just got to be ready whenever. Uh, you never know when that moment's going to come, when the country's going to open up, things like that. Right. Yeah. It's hard to not feel, I guess, in your opinion, Logan, a little salty. Obviously, you keep things in perspective because this is a pandemic. But a little salty that typically there's all these rounds. And then the year where you're raring to go, now there's only five. And... I, I don't know what the rule is as far as how many – is there a amount of free agents a team can sign? Is it just kind of the wild, wild west, sign whoever you want to? I'm just kind of interested on how they're approaching that. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, there's no real minimum. There's no maximum set so far. So, I mean, a team could draft their five guys, their five picks, and then they don't have to – they're not forced to sign any free agents like that. Or a team could go out and sign 10, 20 dudes, however, however many they need. So, I mean – it's definitely been tough. I mean, 
I wouldn't trade it though. I had an opportunity last year to go play pro ball, but I'm happy that I came back this year and really got to kind of experience my fifth year, my last year here. And even with the pandemic and everything that's happened, my chances of signing and getting drafted are just are very slim now. Uh, I still wouldn't go back and change it and give up this year. So, I mean, it's been different. There's days where in moments where I'm a little pissed. I'm like, yeah, no, I should be there. But and I remember and I wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't trade being back here for my fifth year for really anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You got to stay optimistic. Great question too, Alan, by the way. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm pro-corona because I'm anti-pandemic. That's, that's well known. That's well documented uh, that I am anti-pandemic. But it has, like I had previously said, brought out, you know, the creativity. You know, I got to be able to it, – it's almost brought out so much adaptability in players like you guys are saying being on standby and just being having to stay ready every single day because this shit has been changing all the time like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow the country might open back up tomorrow talk about how that could translate to you know when when it is time when it is time to start playing again to start ramping it up Talk about how that could translate over to the field in a positive way. The fact, hey, I've, I've had to just adapt every single day to something new, some other new piece of news. Have to adapt getting better here. Talk about how that could, both you guys, talk about how that could translate positively, you know, when you do get on the field again. Yeah, I think part of it, um, definitely, like you said, is learning to adapt uh, to change as things change. But I think also, too, it's kind of this time to ourselves has given us a chance to like really refine, I guess, or really um, better your skills in whatever way you choose. And I think that if you, you can really make real gains cause there's no re really time like this um, that we have by ourselves uh, to work. Um, so I think coming out of all this, I think it'll be a good opportunity for a lot of guys to show what they've gained um, and what they've been working on over the past few months. So I think that's a good opportunity along with uh, learning to adapt to, I guess, your environment and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be fun to come out, kind of come out and see what everybody's got. I think everybody's going to be a little bit out of shape. It's hard to stay kind of in baseball shape fully uh, during this. But I mean, like Trent said, it just gives everybody a chance, like really reflect on themselves and better themselves personally and on the field. Um, no, I think it's just going to be really unique uh, to see when everybody comes out. I think some people are going to come out way better than they were before. And and then some people, they just really aren't going to take advantage of the situation. They're just going to kind of sit on their ass and just feel bad for themselves. Um, and that's really going to show up when they, their name gets called and things like that. So it'll be fun, fun to watch. I think there's going to be a great product that put out on the field once we're finally able to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Trent, you were talking about just seeing gains and stuff like that. You know, look, we're all we're all trying to figure out this this life that's going on right now. I mean, personally, for me, my, my goal by the end of quarantine, I will have like the best burpee this side of the Mississippi. I've been doing these stupid, you know, uh, hit workouts every day with my girlfriend. And at first, like I have my Apple Watch at first, a thousand calories seemed very far away and now you know i get upset when i don't get it so personally i'm seeing gains myself so i, I want to be on that positive track as well i don't want to look at you know like logan said be on the negative side of that so orlando i hope you're working hard like us because we're ready to go 
Well, I can't tell you how proud of you we all are Thank for the you. fact that you can now do a, a burpee. They, I can so, do a double push-up but, burpee. It's actually uh, that's level, yeah, that's a, a high level. Cirque du Soleil uh, <laughs> calling your name here. Oh, <laughs> Let's, uh, you know, enough Corona talk. Um, you know, we've we pretty much dove into how you guys are getting ready, all that stuff. And, and so now let's, let's kind of shift back a little bit for uh, going back to college and, and you guys playing in the same conference, obviously Logan, you were my catcher. Um, how awesome was it to be able to, and I'm sure you guys would have loved to have played together, you know, on the same team, you probably played on the same team growing up. Um, but how awesome was it to get to compete against each other um, in college and, and be able to, you know, uh, on a Friday night, Logan, you, you know, who's on the Hill, you know, who's, you know, <laughs> you know, he's facing older brother. How awesome was that to, uh, to be able to compete against each other throughout, throughout your college careers? Yeah. I think when people, when I kind of get asked the question, what's your favorite baseball memory? I think that's definitely the top or one of the top. I think not many people get the chance to do that. I mean, it could have gone that we were in different conferences and we wouldn't have even played each other still. Um, and I think, you know, we probably had a few at bats against each other in high school, but it was just inner squad stuff. And I think um, for the last two years, this would have been our third year facing each other. Um, it's been fun every year. Everyone gets real into it, um, but it's, it's a, it's a fun experience for sure. I mean, we definitely need some stats. Like, how did it? How did it? How did it end up? I'll let it, I know you, you have to know. I'll let him tell you Wait, that can one. Can you? Oh yeah. no! <laughs> I needed this year. We'll just leave it at that. I think I was taking an zero for six or an zero for seven with a handful of Ks. Uh, hey, it happens, Logan. Did you? It happens. Did your teammates when they knew they were facing your brother the next day? Did they come? Because if I'm assuming your team was just like mine, the coaches put up. The, the, the scouting report, but even in addition to the scouting report, did the teammates come up to you like, hey, what do you, you know, what do you think he's going to throw here? Like, da, 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 da. Did you have to try to break it down? And then if you're wrong, you're like, look, I, I don't, I can't read his mind. Yeah, no, everybody came up to me for sure. But the scouting report was a funny thing. Uh, Razo knows Coach Acosta and how he likes to have fun with things. Uh, he'd always add the last two years something funny at the end, like, oh, uh, we're facing Logan's daddy at the end of the scouting report or something like that, or Logan, Logan's going to be somebody's bitch today or one younger brother's bitch. Like, it was funny. Um, but, no, guys definitely came up to me uh, and asked for my opinion. And I think as a whole, the, the two years that we got to face him, he just – everybody, including myself, just kind of got it shoved – taken to us uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> can you uh, – can you – and, by the way, college scouting reports, fuck them. Like, I, I – I, the only reason I would read the scouting report would be to see who threw cheese on the other team. So that way, when they brought that guy in, like, I'd be like, all right, this is the guy, like, I got to lock in here. You know, this is the guy that's, that's bumping 95. So that's just my two cents quickly on college, uh, college scouting reports. But can one of you two, and I don't know who's the better story. Logan, you're a hell of a storyteller. Trent, I don't think I've ever heard you tell a story, um, but you might be good. Uh, can you tell the story about when you, Trent you hit Logan with a with a pitch or threw him a curveball and uh, Logan maybe did a gesture towards you um, in the middle of the game? So 
those stories, please, please elaborate on both. Yeah, of them. you can go ahead with that. I mean, well, so it was freshman year, and as a first at bat, that's the loudest I've ever heard to this day. Uh, our stadium is just the loudest, it was packed, just with friends and family. It was really just awesome atmosphere. But I got in there. Trenton's just a real, a little, like you said, a little bit more of a, not a, more of a competitor. So I like to consider myself a pretty big competitor, but I like to have a little bit more fun with it too. Trenton's more straight based. I get in there, my first at bat, I blow him a kiss, and just nothing, nothing from him. Stone I, cold. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, we worked the bat a little bit, and he ends up throwing a two-seam in, and it runs in and hits my back leg. And I'm halfway down to first base, and Trenton's trying to meet me there, just complaining to the umpire, like, oh, he leaned into that, leaned into that. I'm like, I don't want to take any at-bats away. I didn't lean into anything. And uh, sure enough, I got called back, though, and I uh, had to had to finish off the at-bat. What? Didn't wow. get a hit. Oh my God! You should have nugged him. Damn, I'm sorry. Like when he's talking, like you just get him in a little headlock and you know let him I'm know. Sticking with that. I did take charge of him. <laughs> and and what about the gesture? What about the uh, the the obscene gesture that was seen by all the kids in the stands that <laughs> oh, yeah. looked that we, looked to both the U.S. role models? Watch that. Yeah. <laughs> That was on ESPN three, so I got to watch that. They got it all on film. It was it was funny. Um, but now my first at bat, same thing. I uh, did something in the same respect, blowing him a kiss, something like that, and then starts me off with a changeup. I'm like, come on, dude, give me a fastball, challenge me. You throw a low to mid nines, like just give me something. Um, but sure enough, changeup, cade me up that at bat. Go up my next at bat. I'm like, all right, I for sure have to be seeing a fastball. Like this kid just doesn't want to challenge me. Like give me some, give me a chance. Like flips over a breaking ball first pitch. So I step out, lay the bat in between my legs, and like you said, I gave him a little gesture to let him know that he was scared. Uh, right. Really and challenged for the, me. For the listeners, for the listeners, this is a a, a triangle uh, gesture made with with both hands. Um, so. I mean, that's an all-time story, especially the fact that it was on ESPN3.com. Um, that's why I put you guys with Peyton and Eli. Yeah, no, I mean, it was funny. That was the one time I got a little little smirk out of him. He finally gave me a little bit of a reaction. The one thing I was looking for out of all those at-bats, I finally got something out of him. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny, for sure. So uh, we're talking about, obviously, in the – I'm just kind of curious. I have – I'm kind of curious – as far as the rivalry portion of this, because obviously as brothers, you guys are a rivalry. And I don't even know if I've asked you this, Orlando, you know, I played baseball in, you know, on the East Coast. So out here, and I, but I'm from out here. Do you guys have, are there any rivalries like in your conference? No, the, like, because- the Causeway Cup. What is, is, what, what, I mean, is, what, is what does that mean? That's the biggest rivalry in the – it's UC Davis versus Sac State. It's one of the biggest okay. rivalries in the okay. country. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, the Causeway, but Fullerton and, and Long Beach, like that's, that's – Oh, like yeah, yeah, Dodgers, yeah. We talked about that saying. one before. Um, right. Trent, I do have a question because as someone from NorCal, don't take this the wrong way, but from all the UCs, they get a little confusing to me. I can't – I can't say that I know the difference between UC Irvine and UC Riverside. I'm just going to be honest. Oh. It's very confusing to me. And I want to know, does that upset you? Are you a rivalry? You know, are you rivals? What's, what's going on there? No, that's a drag. That's a drag. Uh, 
I'm, tr- I'm just being honest. <laughs> That's I'm, a, yeah, like, I'm Riverside, speaking, bro. I'm speaking for a lot of NorCal people right now. That it's like, okay, it's down there. It's above LA. Uh, I'm pretty sure, but you know, it's below Fresno. I'm just, I'm just being honest here. Now we're talking Fresno, bro. <laughs> no, Irvine I is know like it's below Fresno. It's, I know Fresno it's below is Fresno. the butthole it's of like, California, uh, and like Fresno. it's in the middle of LA and San Diego. Okay, so you're see, I was even wrong. So you're below LA. Yes. Yeah, so if you know Orange County or whatnot, that's where. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And is so Riverside like nice. is Riverside a rivalry? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> are they above LA? They are more inland from us. Got it. Do you have? Does you? Did your team have any rivals? Um, I wouldn't say anything direct. I think it's like, right. I think we're normally in the top half, um, so it's kind of always battling out between the Fullerton, Long Beach, and the Cal Poly or whoever's there. But yeah. nothing like the Long Beach Fullerton, I'd say. Gotcha, gotcha. See, I mean, I just had to ask, Orlando. You know, what, what do you want me to do? I'm being honest here. Well, I'm happy that we're that we're able to educate you. I'm just saying, like, the Irvine crowd would take large offense to being lumped in with the Riverside crowd and for Fresno for good now. <laughs> I didn't lump them together. <laughs> yeah, that's I so just said that's good. the one thing I do know that Fresno is above them, or geographically above them. <laughs> geographically, that is true. It's north. North. I mean, so, okay, well, sticking with college baseball, I know you talked about facing each other being one of the best memories, you know, for all intents and purposes, you guys are both done with college baseball. What will you remember from it? Um, obviously, you don't know how pro ball will be, but you can imagine it'll be a little different. Um, what, what are you going to, what do you think you're going to miss the most? What good memories do you have from it? Yeah, I don't want to speak too soon. I think, uh, you never know with the draft. Uh, I mean, hopefully it works out. But, uh, Sorry. What do you got? <laughs> keep, keep. No, I was just saying, bro. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Uh, you never know, man. Uh, you never know what the draft. Orlando, it's called being humble. You should try it sometime. <laughs> you should try it never just know. one time. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I think um, if I don't end up going back, I think it's more just the the friendships, kind of like team. I mean, you guys are around each other for I take classes with all my buddies so I think it's from weights at 7 a.m till 5 p.m and then you live with you live with them as well so I think it's kind of just like the daily interactions I think my assumption on pro balls it's a little different it's more individualized um you kind of move up and down so you're with guys and you're away from them and I think it's harder to make Maybe might be harder to make better connections like that, but I think right just the college um, baseball, it's you know grind you grind together all day, um, and I think I'll miss that the most. That's fair. I mean, yeah, same same thing. The relationships are just one of the biggest things. I mean, it's crazy just the uh, the history and things like that. I mean, we've had a house in Davis baseball. It's six oh two. It's just been part of Davis baseball forever for. 10 plus years uh, and then there's like we have our 70s party I mean alumni come back and we talk to them about that and it's just a blast it's like you guys were there at the same time I mean here I am with Razo sitting here a uh, few years removed from playing with him and we're still good friends to this day I mean those relationships really don't go uh, so I mean just like Trenton said just being at the field every day 
and building those relationships. That's kind of why I was happy that I got to come back this year and just experience a fifth year being the only fifth year this year. Uh, it was a unique experience for sure. Uh, getting to lead from that point. Yeah. I, I remember Logan, you talking to me last year about that when you were, you know, deciding what you wanted to do, you know, and, and, I pretty much told you, I was like, bro, you know, I, I obviously, you know, I had an opportunity, you know, and I, that was pretty tough to pass up, but the memory, like there's nothing like playing college baseball. Like there's absolutely nothing like it. There's nothing like the friends that you'll make. Like I loved our team. Like I still, you know, I'm, those are my best friends. Like I'm still talking with them every day. Um, so it's just, it's really cool. Like every single even collegiate, it doesn't have to be baseball. Every other collegiate athlete that you talk to, it's like, what's the best part about college sports? It's like you're f- competing with your best friends that you'll have, you know, for your lifetime. Um, and, and you're w- seeing them every single day. Like it truly is the best time. And, and it's, it's great that you both said that because that's everyone's response. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you're together so much, you also grow as well. I think it's funny. I, I don't know if it was a tweet or somewhere I saw that some of the best friendships are the friend or the people that you didn't like at first. And I remember like there was a guy on my team. We were actually ended up being in the same house and we just did not get along. And last year I was in his wedding. You know what I mean? Because you're together all the time and you just grow, you understand each other and you just become lifelong friends in that way so it's definitely something special and um, I'm glad you both were able to experience it you know just like me in Orlando Um, I do want to get into kind of the origin story a little bit because you're talking to someone with two sisters and what does someone with only sisters always dream of having a brother no offense to my sisters if they're listening but um, I want to know do you guys think especially being so close in age growing up together and playing the same sport do you think it affected you in obviously a positive way when it comes to training and just being prepared for that next level Um, do you think it helped did you utilize it did you guys you know if I wanted to play catch I would have to like bribe my sister or something and it's not lasting more than 10 minutes versus you guys are both trying to get to you know the next level so how, how do you think having a brother helped you um, as a baseball player? I think, um, I mean, for whatever reason, I have this (laughs) vivid memory of us playing catch out front on the street. And it was at that age where he was just, I mean, he's two years older than me, but it was at that age where there's a big difference, you know? He was just throwing too hard at me, and I was just had enough. I would just go inside and kind of just pout that he was just throwing um but i think once we got over that little age group um difference uh we i mean i always throw pens to him when he's around and all and uh he could hit live bp off me or whatnot but i think it played a huge role um just kind of being the role model of you know when it comes to work ethic and just watching him play the game uh growing up was definitely had a huge impact on me. It's funny you said that. I was literally, I was going to bring up the same exact memory about playing catch in the street and me just playing catch and 
I mean, you're just like, no, you're throwing too hard. Like, you can't throw it that hard. Don't. And then you just so like, no, I'm going inside. And I'm <laughs> stuck with nobody to play catch with. That, that would come out sometimes and finish off the game of catch. But it was fun. I like – I've always felt like I've pushed Trenton a little bit. Um, and it's been fun. I mean, once we kind of – like Trenton said, got to that similar age group and he really started developing things, I was really, really proud of the man he's become and things like that and the way he's really grown into himself. Um, I mean, like I said, there's been times where I feel like maybe I've been a little too tough on him, things like that. Um, talked a little too much shit or whatever it was. Um, but no, to watch him grow into the man he is today is just really incredible. And now we went from him throwing too hard to him throwing 94 mile an hour sinkers and busting my thumb up. And I'm saying, dude, you gotta, you gotta take it down a notch a little bit. Right, the roles reversed a little bit. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> right. Well, I'm proud of the man you've become Logan. Um, uh, before, before I get into my last question here, um, Alan, are you having some trouble betting by any chance uh, with this with this global pandemic going on? I am having a lot of trouble, actually. So I actually have a great story. A friend of mine on betonline.ag won an NBA 2K parlay for $1,700, and they honored it. So our friends at betonline.ag are honorable people. And while you're out at home, you can still have some fun betting with our partner. Once again, betonline.ag. No NBA, no NHL, no MLB. Don't worry. We got NASCAR back. We got golf. Yes. Golf's coming back. Brady uh, Brady and Manning versus yep. Tiger and Manning. I don't know who I'm going to bet on, but uh, you, we got UFC. Uh, of course, we got online casino, poker, blackjack. There's American Idol's over, so can't bet on that anymore. But the elections are coming up, so let it rip. Let it rip on Bet Online AG. Uh, coming up next Sunday, Bet Online has ex Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper joining to discuss the Michael Jordan doc on what they're calling the final dance. I believe it's called the last dance and there is still fun to be had on betonline.ag using the promo code mypod100 again that's betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 as we wind this uh this interview down I i'm always very very curious because my favorite part about college baseball was the road trips like i just love you know even though the bus rides are like we take you know, seven hour bus rides, but that it was fun. Like I, I loved it. I loved, you know, after the games going to red Robin, finding where the nearest red Robin was at the hotel. So I, I love that stuff. And I love playing in opposing stadiums because it always fired me up to like hear a pin drop when you just shoved it up their ass. So what is both of your guys's favorite, you know, away stadiums to play in and, and why? Yeah, I got asked this like last week as well. And I think uh, definitely sticking with Hawaii. Uh, we went there last year and that was probably the loudest stadium I played at. Uh, we went to TCU as well, but it was just different atmosphere. You know, it was older, different crowd at TCU, but Hawaii was, you know, all the Islanders uh, drinking who knows what, but um they got loud, I remember, because we were both kind of top in the conference, and we just opened up there, and we had a big Friday night guy, and they kind of got to him a little bit, and that place erupted, and it was really cool. You know, they're always yelling at the players from the stands and all, but I, 
that was definitely the best atmosphere that I've played at for sure. Logan, you can't say Hawaii <laughs> then, so. No, I, well, we went to Hawaii. I missed Hawaii. I was hurt my first year, so I missed that. Um, but when we went there the second time, they had their men's volleyball, so the stadium wasn't nearly as packed. They usually sell out, and the stadium was half full, so I didn't quite have that experience, unfortunately. But as far as in-conference goes, like Fullerton is always a place for me that I love going down. I mean, I remember as a freshman on deck, I mean, I was – nervous as a freshman going down to play Fullerton just all the history and just Fullerton's good every single year year in and year out um there was kids who might have been eighth graders maybe freshmen in high school and they were just letting me have it when I was on deck and I was just like dude you guys are like 13 years old like come on man (laughs) right (laughs) and then yeah Cal Poly same thing uh Cal Poly's got the beer garden and fortunately I'm not a third baseman or a left fielder so I don't have to uh, taste it as much as those guys do but the college students getting basically unlimited beer at that point just really gets out of hand it a little bit, but it's fun, real fun atmosphere. And then Razo going where you are in Tempe, ASU is just really another incredible atmosphere. Playing an old minor league stadium, that in itself was a really cool experience. But then uh, they packed that place in too. And mm. ASU, same thing, just another his- historical uh, co- uh, historical program. Uh, which is fun, always fun to play against. Yeah, Cal Poly is, uh, that's what I was going to say, that's like one of the most underrated atmospheres ever. I mean, I don't know, were you there with Big Red? Was Big Red uh, on any of the teams that you played with? So no. we had a, a, a bigger person um, on, on our team as when I was a freshman. He ended up leaving. Um, really nice guy, like wouldn't hurt a fly. And he was kind of a little, little bigger. And the Cal Poly students just let him absolutely have it above our dugout, like calling him a gingipotamus and and asking if he had seen the sun. And it was like, I mean, it got it was crossing the line, but it was at the same time. It was like, wow, I was a freshman. I was like, oh, this is this college baseball, like college baseball at its finest right here, baby. Right. Yeah, because I mean, I'm there's a couple similarities i don't think cal poly do they have they don't have a football team do they they don't have one yeah yeah they they, do. they have uh they're like the uh like, subdivision the G, like d1 double yeah. a or something right okay right. well yes yeah but teams like, like i feel like schools like that always they tend to have a good baseball culture because i you know right. you know what i mean because baseball college baseball is just so if you're in if you're in division one you have a shot you know and you can kind of build like bootstrap your way to the top. Like we've seen a lot of these, uh, you know, the coastal Carolinas of the world, a lot of these programs do. And then when you talk about Hawaii, they don't have any pro sports. So they're looking to get lit just to just about anything. So I can only imagine that, you know, that atmosphere was probably pretty wild. Hawaii is nuts. Like Hawaii is, it's everything Trent said, like it's just screaming, I mean, one eight-year-old told me he was going to kill me when it was um, like I—I I actually tore my UCL there, my my sophomore year. Like that's where I got hurt. You're and just like, to power I mean, through. oh, bro, I was like, I there were multiple times throughout the game. Well, I only lasted like one and two thirds. I just got the shit kicked out of me. Uh, but I, there were multiple times throughout the game where my catcher came out. He's like, "Hey, like, are you okay? You're, you're throwing so slow." 
And I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And then like, finally, but like, as I was walking off the field to this day, like I'll always remember it. Like I've never been a part of an atmosphere that loud, just screaming at me, calling me every name in the book. I was like, well, this is kind of warranted and we're getting throttled. Well, it's that, uh, that like second level with the overhang, that overhang just echoes everything. Yeah. Gets, gets real loud. Alan, you got, uh, you got any other questions for, for our boys here? Um, I, I, I don't think so. I was going to say, you know, we've talked about how this next year, I, I'm kind of curious for both of you, really, because you both know players that are still going to be in uh, on the teams, you know, uh, next season. How do you guys feel about basically how crazy – you know, these transfers are going to be with a lot of teams lose, like probably going to lose their programs. And again, obviously the draft cutting, you know, only being five rounds, it's going to be pretty crazy when it comes to college baseball. Are you guys a little, uh, okay, we know Trent, I'll give you, you know, I know you said in case you don't come back, but are you a little relieved to not, you know, you won't have to deal with that because it's going to be gnarly next year. It really is. Yeah, I don't know if relieved is necessarily the right word, but I think I think it would have been fun uh, with just the amount of talent. And right. I think it's, it's going to be crazy. I know personally I have three, four buddies at Irvine who planned on getting drafted that are most likely going to end up back at school, which sucks, but um, – I think just the talent there is just going to be crazy, and I think it would have been a blast. But um, hopefully, I'll be able to watch still and see. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, a lot more hell is going to be raised for sure. Just with a little bit of expanded rosters, the coaches having to keep track of a few more kids, a few more. You don't lose a few troublemakers, you gain a few more. Uh, fortunately, Coach Juan doesn't have to deal with Razo anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't a troublemaker, but no, I think like Trent said, it's just going to be absolutely loaded next year. I mean, same thing with us. Our shortstop was supposed to, he was a six to 10 guy. Hopefully he still gets picked up. I'm still holding out hope for him. Um, I mean, he's, he's more than likely going to be back and there's going to be guys all throughout the country just like that. So, I mean, you got the Juco guys coming in, the freshmen, the guys getting undrafted. It's going to be fun to watch. I think college baseball is going to be at a different level than it's ever been at next year. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, funny to watch, like, how the coaches – because some coaches, the game speeds up on them a lot. So <laughs> how how they're going to handle having, you know, t- maybe twice the amount of players that that, they, that are end up coming out, like how they're going to handle this roster thing. Are they just going to freak out? You know, I, I'm – obviously really excited to to see the talent pool and and those are great points that you guys have brought up but it's it's so fascinating to me like the administrative aspect you know like how the scholarships are going to work out you know what i'm saying like how eligibility is going to be dished out we know okay yeah you give everyone a year of eligibility but there's obviously a domino effect to every decision that you're going to make pretty much from here on out so i don't know where i'm going with that i honestly don't even have a question but <laughs> just it's going to be crazy yeah. it's going to be crazy and and like you guys said i completely agree the talent pool is going to be ridiculous next year well we very very much appreciate you guys taking the time um i know uh we took time out of your busy fishing schedule 
Trent, and we took time out of your midterm schedule, Logan. So we really appreciate it. Obviously, good luck going forward, Trent, with the draft. Logan, graduating, you know, we know you're going to play. It's just a matter, you know, of where and when. So thank you again. You know, I'm proud to call you guys my friends. And, and Logan, proud to call you my, my former son. <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah, you guys having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, for coming out um last thing trenton in the back of uh behind you i see a ping pong table um <laughs> any battles on the ping pong table or what uh many years ago i used to run that table oh <laughs> yeah he took it to me i didn't like that just kind of like the catch you would kind of give up sometimes and just kind of go inside with this towel <laughs> just be, yeah we were roles reversed again i got my towel out put my thumb in my mouth and just sulked away <laughs> just grab <laughs> grab both paddles and left yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> but, oh, but yeah just like what orlando said guys thank you so much for taking the time and good luck to both of you in the future um hang in there during this crazy time stay safe and we really appreciate you coming out yeah thank you guys How's the, how's the family doing, by the way? They're good? Yeah, all good. Hanging in there? Carly's home. All right. uh, parents are here, so we're all just quarantining. Trying to do Quarantine in the good old EDH. There you go. Love to, uh, love to see it. All right, boys. We'll just know you guys are welcome on anytime. And uh, shout out to Logan, Behind the Seams. Subscribe. Uh, it's a great show. So we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Sounds you guys good. take care. See ya. So like I said, thank you, Orlando. You're the man right now. You know, you're just on a hot streak. You're like Jordan in the uh, first or second three-peat. So shout out to you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. I am at the underscore styles file, styles with an I. And I am at Orazo. It's just at Orazo. Pretty simple. There you go. Until next time, everybody stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Strength and honor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.